When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What are the Jets doing? Bengals almost blow it to the Pats in the second half. More Franco Harris, rest in peace. Who's going to win the pathetic AFC South? Or are they really pathetic? Tune in for this and a lot, lot more. Welcome into episode number 86 on the Brutally Honest Podcast, the post-Christmas show at this point now, uh, coming to you on December 26th. Uh, back here with JD. How's it going, man? How was your Christmas holiday? Good, man. Good. I know we were going to try to do a Christmas special, but things got loaded up with family stuff, which is totally understandable, but we got all the breakdowns, all the hot takes and everything going on. For you guys today, might be a little longer show than normal, but stick with us. It's going to be a good one. My Christmas was pretty solid, dude. Relaxing, um, spending time with, you know, with my mom and eating food, you know, all the normal stuff, watching football. The, the games weren't how we expected them to go or how I expected them to go. I'll put it that way. How about yourself? Yeah, man. Same here. Um, you know, I spent some time with a friend's family and then and then my, my mom and, and the family and uh the only the only thing is is uh, my mom did make the comment like you know why did why do they have to play sports on on Christmas but you know she's a little old school so uh, you know no no hating or anything there but uh, it's just a funny little little thing uh, that she was so shocked that they play football on Christmas and I was I told her like the NBA is is always on Christmas but um, you know obviously the NFL this year landed on Sunday uh, but yeah there's a lot of good bad and ugly man this weekend with with regards to the nfl where where do you want to start out uh absolutely yeah we'll just start out with the pickums here uh you had the pan and we'll get into all these games in details and move forward but let's just knock these out of the way first you have the panthers over the lions which you did indeed correct pick that game what a shocker steelers over the raiders browns over the saints saints won that game so you went two and one making you nine and three on our segments I had the Texans over the Titans, which was the upset, the Giants over the Vikings, and the Colts over the Chargers. Now, the Colts and Chargers play tonight, so currently I'm 1-1, one and one, so 6-4-1, and one, which I know technically is 6-5-1, and one, but we're not taking these to Vegas and making them <laughs> actual bets, so we'll see how that game goes tonight, but uh, we are also, due to the holiday spirit, we're going to bring you guys a Grinch's pick later on. We'll explain what that is, so you want to stick around for our Grinch's pick, so Let's just move into this, man, starting – I know it wasn't the first game of the day, but, you know, we talked a lot about uh, Franco Harris in our last show, and 
how you had met him and uh, your experiences and our thoughts. So check that show out if you haven't already. But um, just such a neat thing, you know, at the beginning of that game, as the the Steelers players are, are rolling in, they, they were all, you know, they all showed up in number 32, which we know is, is Franco's Franco's Jersey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, it, it was definitely like the, the, I know it wasn't a sellout crowd. I mean, it's brutally cold and, and, you know, just being brutally honest, it's brutally cold, but it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they definitely paid their respects with the jerseys. I mean, that was cool. It was cool. They were wearing like the old style Jersey too. You know, it's slightly different. I mean, it's not, it's not something everybody I guess would pick up on just cause the, the Steelers Jersey hasn't changed a whole lot, but you know, they were, yeah, cut- I didn't even notice that good, good call. I didn't even see that or yeah, I didn't recognize it, man. Good call out. Uh, just like the numbers are, are a little bit different. Um, and they had the patch. Uh, and things like that, like they did back in the day on the on the jersey. Just look, it looked retro, which was I always like that. I think the Steelers jersey is just one of the coolest, in my opinion. Just, just, um, but besides the point, um, yeah, I, I think Cam Hayward coming out of the tunnel with the uh, the thirty two flag was a was a really nice gesture. That was cool. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and this, go ahead. Oh no problem, man. I mean, just and before we get into like the analysis of the game, I mean all those guys at halftime from the, from the seventies team. And it was, it was just a cool environment. Like, uh, you know, the weather was extremely cold. You saw flurries at times. It was just, it was Steelers football. And, and, you know, it's, I'm sure it's it's the way Franco would have wanted it. And, and obviously getting the win before we go into the analysis, but getting the win was, was much needed in in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that, you know, it was a, a low scoring affair, uh, fair Steelers pulling it out 13 to 10 at the end though, at the end there. And it wasn't the last play of the game, like the immaculate reception, but the first time <laughs> the Steelers were in the red zone was under, under two minutes left in the game. And on that drive, they kept leaning on Najee Harris. And I'm like, man, that's cool. Harris for Harris. Yeah, and right. um, as you, as you, as you would expect, or as you would hope, you know, with 46 seconds left, we got Kenny Pickett throwing it. Uh, touchdown to to Pickens in the back of the end zone the crowd goes wild you know the Steelers go up you know and the score again wasn't the exact same as that immaculate reception game but it just felt right it just felt right and with Cam um, you know bringing out the flag and then his little brother taking the the final handoff for a little bit of a trickery end around play to, to put the game away after after Derek Carr threw um, an interception it just it had such an amazing feel, man. I don't get choked up when it comes to football very often, but it, it had me it had me feeling some type of way. I'll put it that way. Um, if, and if anybody actually wants to hear my creative approach on that, I actually released a spoken word uh, poem on Franco Harris, and I choke up in that too. But if you want to check that out, it's uh, JD Kingsley. That's K I N G S L Y um, Sports and Spoken Word on YouTube. Um, feel free to check that out if you want. You know my creative approach on that, but man, just Derek Carr, three second half interceptions, you know, absolutely making it impossible to put the Steelers away. And obviously an epic win. I know you're not a car lover, man. Dude. I like him. I like him as a person. I, and I, and I root for him. I just can't defend him that much. You know what I mean? When, when it's, I mean, Josh Jacobs came out after the game and he's like, man, I'm tired of this shit every single year, putting in the, putting in this work with all these guys and the results are never what we seem to be looking for. I mean, that, that pretty much sums up the Raiders the last 
four or five. I mean, they're forever since, um, you know, <laughs> Derek, Derek Carr's been there. A long think, time. Yeah, under Derek Carr. So, I mean, that, that last interception was really, really bad. I mean, he just kind of lofted that up for anybody to get it. Um, I understand they're playing in the elements and things like that. But, dude, every time I watch the Steelers play, I mean, Kenny Pickett gets absolutely annihilated on, like, nine out of ten plays that he drops back. And somehow that kid just keeps getting up. I mean, he's he's limping. He's grabbing his side halfway through the second quarter. Like he he will not last in this league if if they don't sure up that offensive line. I, I'm telling you right now, he will not he will not last six seven years the way he's getting abused right now. But um, yeah, he he stood in there and and when like he's you know say what you want about the Steelers' offense, it's pretty putrid right now. But that kid. Uh, he just stays in that pocket and when even though he's going to get hit and get you know a, a late shot on him like he he just delivers the ball and he he checks the ball down a lot so i know i think the offensive play calling is really really bad there but um yeah to touch on the Derek Carr thing like you're a you're a seasoned veteran and then some like you got a you have Devonte Adams you have Darren Waller Hunter Renfro i mean it, it's just like you could do so much with that offense if if the quarterback was clicking and and he just he finds ways to lose games unfortunately for for them and, and for him specifically but it's it, it was I, I thought the Raiders had that game I mean they they had full control of that game up until you know that last drive really I mean it, it was just it was the Raiders being the Raiders and the Steelers finding a way. Yeah, just the difference between the way the Raiders are, are built and the Steelers are built. I mean, the Steelers are technically still in the uh, the playoff line because we got some bad play from some of the other teams, which we'll touch on. Um, but moving forward, most definitely, you know, Pickett, I think he could be a real solid starter. I don't know if he'll ever be upper echelon, time, or t- time will tell. But I think he'll be a solid, you know, mid to, to better than average uh, starter in the league, like you said, if they can get him some help if they can get him you know, an offensive line that gives him that time because he's not afraid to get hit, and, and that's clutch. And with time to throw, he'll be able to, to hit some of his playmakers. You know, they got the tight end, Friermouth Fryer, or Friermouth. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Forgive me, sir. Um, you know, Najee Harris. Um, yeah, and, I mean, defensively, the Steelers, they're, they're just – they're a solid unit again. I mean, they gave up 10 points um to the Raiders which is solid you know shut pretty much shutting down Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs which is not easy to do those guys both over a thousand yards this season so yeah, you said about Josh Josh Jacobs is uh his interview and I heard that as well I think he's gone at the end of the year after this season I think he's heading somewhere else you know he's tired of losing the man's gonna get paid a lot because uh, he's he's leading the league. I still I believe he's still leading the league in, in yards. If not, he's you know one of the top top backs. And um, you know he he's put the team on his back at times just to give him quite a few of their wins. Actually, he's gone. I, I you know I don't even think that's too much of a hot take. I think that's <laughs> starting to become pretty obvious. Uh, any idea? Would he stay in the AFC? You think? Would he possibly hop to a team uh, in the Raiders division to to kind of get a little revenge? Or is he not that petty? What are your, you know, uh, yeah. what do you think on about that, man? Like, can, what do you foresee looking to your crystal ball? <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> my, sometimes my crystal ball is, is pretty accurate, but man, like predicting where a guy's going to go, that that's tough. Um, I'm trying to think who, who would need a running back. I'm not sure off the top of my head, um, but I mean, 
maybe no i can't even i can't isn't it yeah it's like you know thinking of a a thinking of a contender yeah does he want to just get he sounds like he just doesn't want to just get paid he wants to win so thinking of a contender right now who can use the running back i mean where where are you looking you know most of the teams they have a solid back yeah i was just top of my head I, i can't i can't think of anybody um Dude, maybe uh, I yeah. know Arizona. <laughs> a, Ari- I know go Arizona goes out and gets just like they just try and use every weapon they can. I I could see him going there. I know they're not great right now, but if you put him and James Conner in the same backfield, that would be that would be pretty cool to see that. Um, I'm trying to think like like you said, there, a lot of the teams have a back. I mean, maybe Jacksonville or something like that, like a, a team that could just use more fa- firepower. I know once again they have a good back, but I mean, yeah. Dude, uh, yeah, I think Jacksonville would be a good, good destination for him. You go down there with one of the top rising quarterbacks. I will never, I will not stop singing Trevor Lawrence's praises until, till he um stops playing well, which I don't foresee. So yeah, an up and coming team with a Super Bowl winning coach playing real tough. I mean, ETN is a very solid back, but you know he was injured his entire rookie year, so it could they could use Josh Jacobs down there. I mean Jacksonville. He doesn't have to play it in as much of the cold weather. Uh, that could be a good destination for him for sure. Dude, uh, he he just yeah, like like his comments, and we and we uh, retweeted that. I can't even get that out there, but uh, we, <laughs> we retweeted that. Um, it's on the brutally honest uh, without the T uh, Twitter page. Like his comments there, uh, he just he's sick and tired of losing, man. Like he's like literally said like I'm sick of this shit like three times uh, within. 45 seconds so um yeah i think he he just if he wasn't already out like he just uh declared himself he's out. on his way yeah he's on yeah. his way out so um yeah he yeah. he's a great player he, he deserves a better a better um organization and a better just team in general like it, it's a shame like you would think the raiders would stack up against anybody but year after year they, they i'm not I'm, I'm the furthest thing from a josh mcdaniels fan though i don't i don't like him at all but um I think they uh, Fair. they just they find ways to lose, man. They find ways to to not win games. <laughs> it's just simple as that. Speaking of speaking of finding ways to lose, I mean, the Houston Texans, which I predicted upset in the Titans, um, which makes the Jacksonville Jaguars the division leaders. I got a you know a bit of a hot take here. Uh, well, actually, before that, Tannehill is not completely ruled out for the season with his high ankle sprain. He took a trip down, I think it was at Atlanta, um, to have emergency surgery done on his ankle. He's aiming for a week 18 return. So all hope isn't completely lost in Tennessee, but after losing that game, it, ju- it just makes me wonder. My hot take, the King needs to go. They are wasting Derrick Henry's career right now. <laughs> they are not. They are not trending upwards whatsoever. Even with Tannehill in, you know, they weren't playing phenomenal. They, you know, they went on a little streak, won a few games. Their best wide receiver in AJ Brown, you know, is obviously kicking butt with Philly. I think Tannehill, or I mean, I'm sorry. I think uh, I think Derrick Henry deserves far better. And and um, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I would not be surprised if he tries to to get his way out of Tennessee because I mean, he's still close to the top of his game and they're not going to win a Super Bowl for him unless they have an incredible turnaround. That AFC is absolutely stacked. You know, yeah. we know the top teams absolutely stacked. It'd be smart to jump ship and, and head to an NFC team where, where there's a lot more uh, room for error in my opinion. 
Is that a hot take? Is that ridiculous? Uh, I don't know his contract situation, so maybe that is a bit ridiculous, but disagree with me on this or what, man? Uh, I don't disagree with you in the fact that, like, he – I think he should try to do that. Uh, whether it will happen, I think he's – I'm almost sure he's locked into a pretty pretty expensive deal because they couldn't pay A.J. Brown, Tannehill, and um, Derrick Henry at the same time. So I know they locked up Tannehill. They locked up um, – Just stupid. We already uh, talked about that. In yeah, the past. Tan- Tannehill's trash, man. Like I, he's not, he's not like garbage, but he's not that good. Like he, he's not gonna win you a Super Bowl. Like he's not gonna do it himself. He's not. He's a a little bit better than a game manager. He's like a Kirk Cousins. He can put up good numbers, but like he's not elite in any way, in my opinion. So, um, I think they they really screwed themselves on that one. They shot themselves in the foot. And yeah, man, that AFC is tough. Like to go up against the bills to go up against you know the chiefs the the, the Bengals now every year pretty much uh since they got burrow it, it's like dude I, I if you're tennessee like i i don't know what happened to the defense like that used to be one of their 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 running game and the defense it was kind of like a new england style team um and, and dude that defense is horrible like the defense the the pass defense is one of the worst in the league i mean they fired their GM like right in the middle of the season, which I, you know, whatever. I, I guess that's the right move in their opinion. But <laughs> dude, they they've uh, you know, I think they missed their window. Like what I was trying to get at, if I can uh, think here on this on this Monday after Christmas, um, dude, like too many couple... Christmas cookies, man. Being too sluggish many... with all them dude. Christmas cookies with the Hershey Kisses <laughs> in last night, man. The Hershey Kisses Christmas cookies, bro, or the gingerbread, maybe. <laughs> Which one was it? <laughs> too many Christmas lights, man. I'm still seeing seeing spots and stuff, but uh, no, no, uh, <laughs> dude, uh, they missed their window. Like they were in that AFC Championship game against the Chiefs a couple of years ago. I think that's when Tennessee was like at its peak and. It's tough. I'm not, saying, I'm, I'm not saying they should have won that game, but like you gotta, when when you have that small window of like every everything's looking good, the defense, running game, AJ Brown was on that team, you know, the everything was working. Like you gotta win then because look look what happens just a few years later. Now now you're fighting just to win the division, and you know, no disrespect to Jacksonville, but like Tennessee would have rolled Jacksonville a couple of years ago. So it's like, oh, absolutely, absolutely, they, yeah. They, uh, they, they do, they're in, they're in flux right now. They, they definitely, it's going to be interesting to see how they do the next year or two, but they, uh, they have a lot of questions to answer. Yeah. I just looked up uh, Henry's salary and, um, his contract situation. He's due to be a free agent after 2023. So I mean, there's always a chance that he can work his way out of Tennessee uh, via a trade, unless he has a no trade clause, which if he, the no trade clause means he, he's the one who has to except the trade destination, if I, if I um, can remember correctly. The Christmas cookies for me are causing a little bit of brain fog myself, but <laughs> we'll see. Does he stick it one more year in uh, Tennessee and risk getting injured again? Because, you know, 2021, he was injured, or does he decide to try to force his way out and go to a contender? Because the Titans, they're on their way out as the, the division leader. I think it's uh, moving forward. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars division to lose, which is incredibly exciting because the Jaguars a couple years back were – extremely relevant making all the way to the the AFC championship game where they notoriously lost due to a blown whistle uh, on a fumble recovery against the Patriots. Big surprise there. Um, (laughs) Officiating mistake helps the Patriots, but then they kind of uh, weren't relevant. So I'm excited to see what the small market team uh, down in Jacksonville can do moving forward. I mean, they did pay 
they shelled out a lot of money. So small market team with a big, big spending spree this last offseason was most in the league, if I remember correctly. So, you know, it it's the Jags division to lose moving forward, I think. And we'll see if the King will stick around one more year in Tennessee or if he's ready to jump ship. Um, <laughs> I guess time remains. Time we'll see. Time we'll see, as I, <laughs> as I say, um, slip of the tongue the one time, but I'm going to keep using that time. We'll see. I like it. That's my trademark. So um, speaking, you know, I'm talking about jumping ship. We might as well go to a team that uh, typically sits in a ship, the Buccaneers. Bro, hey. if, was there a worse? Thanks. Appreciate you. Was there a worse Christmas game? Well, I mean, the Rams and Broncos was bad. At least there were fireworks on one side, uh, but was there a worse Christmas game than the Cards and Bucks? You know, last night I've do I'm going into that that fourth quarter, bro. I, I fell asleep. Honestly, <laughs> I, I looked at the stat sheet and I saw it was six to nine or nine to six Arizona up. Brady had 112 passing yards. McSorley 154 um, with you know the Cardinals on their third the third quarterback. And ultimately, it goes to overtime and making it exciting. whoop de doo you know, all this, this <laughs> pole boring game that ends the in the fourth quarter. If everyone hasn't fallen asleep, a few exciting things happen. But uh, it's pathetic, man. It, it really is. And regardless of what, you know, I think about Brady just in general, the Buccaneers suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, yeah, once again, I was I was watching that game and I was like, dude, this guy never like. Very rarely does Brady actually hit the ground. It's amazing that he can go from New England. He can being... still do that. He can yeah. still do that. He gets rid of the ball quick. But... He does. He does get rid of the ball quick. But it's like, dude. I mean, come like every other quarterback gets smacked around in this league for the most part, and like somehow he just does it. Like I don't know. It's it's part of my hatred for Brady. I just want to see him get his head knocked off of his body, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not li- not literally, folks. We're not, we're not that violent. No, but no, but you know what I mean. It's it's a it's a physical yeah, game. You know you. what I mean. Like I want to see him get knocked Absolutely. around. Like, um, and and yeah, I mean that that I watched that game for the most part, uh, in its entirety. I mean, I I pretty much second quarter on, and dude, the Cardinals had every chance to win this game again. Like it, it's just. I don't really – I mean, it's yeah, it's Trace McSorley. I understand he's a third string. His numbers weren't pretty at all. But, I mean, dude, they, they just – in my opinion, they got robbed on a pass interference call on DeAndre Hopkins right in the last drive of the fourth quarter. Um, shocker. Uh, yeah, shock, <laughs> shocker to say the least. Um, they were they were moving the ball, and all of a sudden, obviously, they don't get the call. But, Oh, I just hate I, – I can't stand Tom Brady, man. I cannot stand him. I can't stand the Bucs. Um, they're not a good team. They do, like – I'm not going to say they scare me, but I don't want to have to play them in the playoffs just because of the fact that it's – Tom Brady's on the team, um, and you never know. But, uh, dude, that game was terrible. Like you said, that, that game was just – I was really, really – I mean, I root against Brady every week, but Trace McSorley coming from, from my favorite Penn, you know, college team, Penn State – I was like, dude, this kid's never started a game before. Like, find a way to beat him, dude. Like, just and probably, probably never will again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't. I don't know. Like, his numbers weren't. I'm not just saying that because, like, I like the kid, but he didn't play like terrible. Um, that that offensive line is terrible, and that I don't know that that Arizona team is just. You talk about a team that fell from glory as well. Like, I I don't know where yeah. you go. Even when you get Kyler back, like that team just underachieved like crazy. I think. 
Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to lose his job this after this season. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, at least. Very possible, yeah. I think the one of the funniest stats in that game was uh, the Cardinals punter had the best quarterback rating of all the players. <laughs> I mean, he went one for one for four yards, 83.3 QB rating. I don't know. I mean, if McSorley goes down, maybe maybe throw the punter in there. The man can the man can throw at least some check down passes. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, I, one of the exciting stats, I guess, if you're a statistician like myself, 56 yard field goal in the first quarter by. Matt Prater was the longest field goal ever kicked on Christmas. So the Cardinals had a, they now have something to hang their hats on. At least Prater does. You think the Cardinals lose this game almost intentionally. If you think about it, you know, Tampa Bay, Brady, they have a chance at the playoffs, Arizona slip in draft position, man. If they're already getting rid of Kingsbury or if they're keeping them that, you know, next year, you think they, you know, give up that game intentionally. I think, I think they definitely, um, you could point the the finger and and go there. Like as far as like maybe not intentionally, but like playing to win. It's kind of like you're in no man's land. Like all right, guys, let's try and get a win. But if we don't, whatever. Like you know, we're already out of contention. We're four and ten coming in. Um, you're just you're in a bad spot. Like it's just crazy, man. That's like JJ Watt for sure was playing to win. That guy was absolutely wreaking havoc. Oh, absolutely. I, he might have injected yeah. some HGH before that game or something. I don't know what he just—he <laughs> was ripping apart that offensive line. But yeah, I love that guy, man. Like all respect to to JJ Watt. He he plays a hundred miles an hour. It doesn't matter if they're four and ten or or ten and four. But um, yeah, man, it, it's it's crazy. Like that that Cardinals team was so good just a few years back, and now it's like, what's gonna happen there? You know what I mean? Are, are they? Are they going to have to, like, do a rebuild and a new coach? And, like, who knows, you know? Yeah, speaking of a, another coach and another team that's absolutely disappointed everybody and surprised very many people, um, the Broncos. And we're going to get to them in a minute. But until then, we'll be right back, folks. Yeah, we're back after grabbing a few more Christmas cookies and uh, listening to a little bit of information on the Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett getting canned uh, per Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. I just was watching, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Pat McAfee's take on that. I mean, that guy's a character, uh, quite the communicator. And I uh, quote, Hackett and Russell Wilson went together like oil and water, peanut butter and ketchup. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, bro, that, that's that's too good. But I mean, not not at all a surprise. Um, Fifty-one fourteen loss to the freaking Rams. Russ throwing three picks, a three point seven quarterback rating. Like, or I'm sorry, a fifty-four point two quarterback rating. Um, there's two rating systems. I don't understand both of them, but Pat McAfee <laughs> said 3.7. So in the crappy, uh, you know, rating system, the lower numbers won 3.7. According to Yahoo, 54.2. Either way, it was his lowest QBR in every single game he's played. And then they bring in Ripian or Ripian. He throws a pick. Um, Hackett, man, is he the scapegoat because they're absolutely stuck with Russ or does Russ absolutely just suck? My hot take is Russ absolutely sucks at this point, and they should do everything they can to get out of that, but I don't think they can, <laughs> at least not without losing a lot of money. I your, mean, uh, your opinion on that? 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's a combination. Uh, I do think Nathaniel Hackett is an absolute dumbass, uh, and I, and I'll just say that straight <laughs> up. Uh, he's, I love it. He's love cost it. them he, early in the season. He probably cost them five or six games due to clock management. So, uh, good. Yeah, riddance. but if Russ was making if Russ was making the easy throws, like it doesn't matter. No, I know. That, I know, but that's clock, I, bro. I say it's a combination because, like, I think it it's definitely. I mean, uh, dude, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna let Russell Wilson's skate on this either i mean he sucks he he is he's got awful he looked so bad yesterday man like he started the game zero for three passing with two picks i was like i mean he almost had to... hey, houston's court houston's quarterbacks look better than he does and you know oh. houston's the lowest lowest ranked team in the league you know you know you know what's funny too is i know the rams were probably playing off and like at that point they didn't they could care less about the game but like uh, in, in reference to Ripian coming in, dude, Ripian took, like I said, they were probably playing off. It didn't matter, but he took the Broncos right down the field on the, on his one drive that he did get. Uh, but then, he, I mean, he throws probably the worst pass I've seen all season. He throws like a, it's like a turn 85 yards for a pick six. <laughs> like... Yeah. And he get and he tries to make the tackle and, and that was just horrific to watch too. So dude, uh, that, that I Broncos love watching team... quarterbacks try to tackle. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I I honestly felt Mac like, Jones. dude, I I felt like uh, Jerry Judy was about to punch Russ in the face, which I wouldn't even have blamed him at at that point. I mean he he was raging on the sideline a couple times. Uh, you know he said, "Give me the effing ball." You know this, that, and the third. Like I mean, it, it's just a dysfunctional mess there in Denver. I mean, I I said after the game they should fire the coach, and and like you know I said that probably three or four times this year though, so uh, I can't say I called yeah. that or anything, but. I mean, you gotta you gotta start making moves, man. When you're when you're this bad, uh, you just gotta start firing people. In my opinion, because it, it's not fixing itself. Obviously, it's it's never gotten on track this entire season. They're kind of stuck with Russ. I mean, they're they're between a rock and a hard place on that one. Which I did not see that coming, dude. I thought this team would be like us. I I even said they might be a Super Bowl contender with that defense because that defense is elite. Yeah. Up and up until this week, they were they were elite. So, um. Dude, yeah, they're playing a... really well. I mean, early on in the season, they they started to raise the the you know the the white flag of surrender already by by sending uh, Chubb out the door for a draft pick. Like that's that's how little faith that they were having in in Russ. Uh, in my opinion, that looks like that's how little faith they were having in Russ and Hackett in the offense. If they're getting rid of their best defensive player just to recover some draft capital, yeah, you dude, know, it's it's um, John Elway has to be having like multiple strokes this season. Um, he, oh, that's he, terrible. <laughs> he assembled this team, and it's like, dude, what is going? Like, that's what, brutal. It's gone. It's gone so wrong, dude. It's well, he just looks like a stressed out guy, man. Like to be honest with you, but um, I'm sure that's this fair. didn't. This I'd didn't be stressed help. Too. This didn't help at all, right? Like, you thought you were getting like the, like the whole when they got Peyton Manning at the tail end of his career, the great defense, you know, same type of formula, didn't work at all so far. Yeah, that was. That was the comparison everyone was making. Yep, 100%. What do you think, though? Like, if they bring in – let's just say they, they get the right coach or, or a, a better coach, do you think they compete for the division next year or are they so far off with, with Russ there? I think if the coach kind of kiss Russ, kisses Russ's ass a little bit. I mean, he's been known as a player who has to be coddled. And even, you know, his time in Seattle, he pretty much was <laughs> – run out of Seattle from the reports that, you know, he wanted to be the superstar. He wanted to chase an MVP, you know, this, this, and that. He wasn't as worried about winning since he had a Super Bowl, you know, um, as 
as it was just personal accolades. So it's going to be tough. You're going to have to get either Russ is going to have to hardcore humble himself or, uh, you know, they're going to have to get a coach that's able to put him, put him in his place, which I mean, every time it's, it's terrible. I, I look at Yahoo sports a lot and the profile picture for Russ. If our listeners want to see just an absolutely horrible picture, just look at the picture for Russ. He, he looks like he's, he's ready to just go out and, and hurt someone. But, but he's scared to do it because, he, you know, he's too tiny. That's what it reminds me of. So that's my opinion. That might be brutal, but it's honest. So I'm going to talk about it. But, uh, it, you know, it, it's possible. This is the NFL and, and crazy things happen. So we, we shall see. And the over the last, you know, obviously the last couple of years have been terrible for the Broncos with their quarterbacks. But they do have a rich history of winning. And uh, Elway is a winner you know, himself. So I don't know, man. Flipping the flipping the the side or the coin to the Rams. I mean, well, that defense first of all for the Broncos with five minutes left in the first quarter, just under five minutes left in the first quarter, they were down seventeen zero. You know, at that point in time, it's like, what's the point in trying? You know, like our quarterback is is inept. Like we look, they look absolutely terrible. You know, why are we going to put our play our hearts out and get hurt potentially? This season's lost. Like, what's the point? I mean, by the score, fifty one fourteen. Baker goes 24 for 28, sets a, sets a Rams completion per record, like cl- completion percentage record. Like, well, Cam Akers, three touchdowns on, on the ground. The offense scored 51 points. They didn't punt the ball a single time. Like, that's not Broncos football. Like, that, they gave up. Let, let's let's keep it a buck. Like, they gave up. Dude, I, uh, I, I thought for sure this was going to be like it, – it was a three-point spread – uh, to start this game, and I thought for sure it would be that type of game. I thought it would be like a 17, you know, 15 game, 17, 14, like that type of – no way, no way, no how did I think it was going to go this way. And and like you said, man, it, I mean, it was 17 nothing in the first quarter. Like, I was watching this game. I was flabbergasted. I was like, you know, I had the stupid Nickelodeon. I, I'm sorry, but that the whole Nickelodeon thing, I don't understand it. Um <laughs> It's I'm not to teach kids football. <laughs> that game was that game was laughable, so they can throw some cringe Nickelodeon I, stuff in there, man. I guess, but dude, when they got like slime going all over the field, it's like, dude, I, I, I don't know, but I, whatever, to each their own. I guess I shouldn't bash it because it's like if kids are watching it, it is it is kind of cool, I'm sure, but it's just so bizarre to me. I guess as a 26 year old, it's like, what, why, why is there slime going all over people in the stands and stuff like that? Uh. <laughs> But anyways, anyways, I was I was watching. I did kind of enjoy it. I can't lie. I can't sit sit here and say it was like horrible to watch. It's just so like bonkers. Uh, but yeah, man, like, dude, the uh, I thought for sure the Broncos defense would show up, even though like it's just a a meaningless game basically. But it's a division game. Um, it's a division game, and and you know, no no disrespect to Baker, but I thought they would like you know keep him pretty neutralized, and and you know it would just be a ground and pound game for both teams for the most part, just because of how Russ has been playing, but couldn't, couldn't be more inaccurate on that one. Uh, dude, the Rams just lit them up. And, and I mean, this is kind of an all, in my opinion, like an audition tape for, for Baker to either go to a different team and, and kind of show like, all right, look, this is what I did on the, on, on the Rams this past season. So. Yeah. We know Stafford's not retiring. So Either he could be a pretty high-paid backup, you know, to Stafford, which isn't a bad idea. Stafford enters the probably the twilight years of his career, and um, that's what that's what I would do if I was in Baker's Baker's shoes, probably. But maybe maybe take a starting job somewhere else. 
you know, who knows? Um, Jets fans can re- rejoice. Mike White is going to be back as a QB one. The Jets still have a chance to make the playoffs. It's pretty slim, but if, if anyone in uh, New York is going to take them there, it's going to be Mike White. So y'all could be excited about that. We won't harp on that game uh, because we talked about that in our last our last show. But the weather, the weather causing issues. The Houston Titans game was backed up till two o'clock because of rolling blackouts in Nashville, dude. I've been to that. Like it's that's how freaking cold it was, bro. <laughs> I've been to Nashville in the wintertime. And, I mean, it was like the forties and like mid December, you know, nothing near, nothing near that cold to, to blow out some, some, uh, some power outages and stuff, but absolutely absurd. It's, it's, we're hitting temperatures in the single digits up here in in Pennsylvania. So not, not at all surprised that it's cold everywhere else, but that, that was wild. That was wild. Um, Another thing, and I have to wonder if this is due to, you know, the cold itself, but the Bengals flight home had to make an emergency diversion to JFK due to engine trouble. They did oh. uh, end safely, uh, they end safely, <laughs> the plane landed safely in, <laughs> um, at the JFK airport. But um, that, that's wild to think about, too. Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking when you're on that flight? Like, uh, guys, we got to make an emergency landing. You know, they already had a close call almost losing to the Patriots, almost blowing the lead there. Uh, let's move into that game, actually. I was watching that game and absolutely loving it. The Bengals up 22-0 at the, you know, the end of the first quarter, I believe it was. And Joe Burrow, 28 for 36 for, for 284 yards and uh, three tutties. That's first half alone. You know, He had the most completions in, in uh, first half this season in the NFL. He had an interception that was just a great pick by the Patriots defender, uh, McCourty, I think it was, or else he'd have four touchdowns. They don't score a single point the rest of the game. Um, New England's defense, which we know is good, gets a 69-yard interception return for for a touchdown to to start the scoring. And, I mean, the Bengals' defense came up clutch at the very end of that game at the five-yard line with the Patriots' chance to go up. They force a fumble and, and get the ball back. But are the Patriots that good of a team that they're able to come back from that? Or did the Bengals, did the Bengals get cocky? Is it another, oh, this could be rigged to make it more exciting type game? <laughs> it, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I, I don't care if we get canceled for talking about how the NFL might be rigged. Like we're, <laughs> we're, we're spreading the truth about it because a lot of these games should not be as close as they are. Like that – that Rams Broncos game, I can't remember a game that was that like one sided in, in quite some time, at least this season. So uh, that just tells you like a lot of these games should not be as close as they are, in my opinion. And, and I'm allowed to have that. So, uh, yeah, man, the I think the Patriots, uh, if you have Bill Belichick, you will nine. Like I, I've said this time and time again, like nine times out of ten, you'll have a defense that can keep you in games. Uh, just because of, of how good they are, like fundamentally, they're just they're probably the most sound defense. Fundamentally, uh, you know, personnel wise, no, but they just they play within a system so well. It's just unbelievable to be honest with you. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, ba- like the Bengals, Joe Burrow was just marching down that field time and time again, complete control. And I, I know Belichick's great at making second half adjustments, but it seems a bit suspect to me, bro. Um, I mean. Lael Collins, their right tackle for the Bengals, has a torn ACL and MCL. 
is obviously out for the season. So that, that might have had something that, you know, to do with it. I forget when that happened. You know, Burrow was uh they had more pressure on him, but I don't know, man. It yeah. just seems seems way too suspect to me. The Bengals are in the playoffs or headed there. And um, you know, the the Patriots are a team that it's a they're a high profile team, but maybe I'm a liar. Maybe I'm just a conspiracy theorist, but it seems sus to me. Hey. Definitely seems sus to me. Well, dude, at the end the end when they when the Bengals fumbled, I thought that was like, are you gotta be kidding me? Like if they found a way to lose this game, I, I it's just that would be beyond sus because like that like you said i mean it was 22 (laughs) nothing i get teams come back and like that that type of thing happens at all levels but like if you're in the nfl and you have a 22 point lead like i don't care who you are you gotta find a way to like that's why i will never i hate the praises of of matt ryan because the guy can you could give that guy (laughs) you could give him a 60 point lead he'll find a way to like not show up in the second half but uh it dude it's it's like the, the Bengals. The Bengals found a way, and like you said, dude, that defense came up absolutely clutch. Like that, that fumble as the Patriots are coming into the red zone, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Here we go again with the Patriots never going away. Uh, but yeah, Bengals came up big and did just enough. Um, yeah, it's definitely sus. I, I, anytime you play the Patriots, it's sus. So I, I definitely see what, where you're coming from there. Yeah, no reason to keep harping on that. We don't want to bore our listeners, but yeah, <laughs> sports betting makes things suspect. That's for sure. Um, speaking of another, uh, you know, you mentioned Matt Ryan. Let's just move on to the Vikings, who pulled out a twenty-seven twenty-four victory. Dude, they're eleven and zero in one-score games this season, which is an NFL record. Greg Joseph hits a, a sixty-one yard, um, you know, walk-off field goal at the end. Um, the Giants, you know, they played them tough, man. That game, dude, that game was amazing. Like, just back and forth. And you know, Justin Jefferson's now 26 catches away from breaking Michael Thomas's single-season record. You know, I, I if I'm the Giants, you know, we don't win that game. But um, all they got to do is win one more uh, against the Colts, and they're in. And we know the Colts aren't up at – well, we'll see how Nick Foles plays tonight. But the Colts are – they're a stinker team. So, if I'm the Giants, I'm, I'm going home happy. You know, with that game, obviously you want the W, but they can hang their hats on, on keeping in that game when they were down early and almost knocking off the Vikes, especially yeah. after um, the night some of the players had had before. Uh, according to Tom Pelissero, I, I saw this, which was wild, that numerous Giants players spent roughly an hour in the Mall of America where a 19-year-old man w- was shot dead. So, I mean, that's definitely, a, you know, a scary situation and would, uh, would shake – could shake i know even the strongest of men so for them to come out and play the way they did uh, respect to the giants that's for sure yeah i did not i did not hear that that's, that's good reporting on, on your on your part there um they're the uh yeah like you said the viking if the vikings are in a close game they find a way like they just for whatever reason they they do enough i mean it's nice we, we've harped on this a million times like it's nice having justin jefferson uh, on your team, obviously, that's that's a huge boost. Um, if I'm the Giants, though, I would have tried to run the ball more. I mean, I know that you don't want to destroy Barkley and and you know be put him in the way of injury and things like that. But I mean, he was averaging six yeah. yards a carry, so I I would have just yeah, kept feeding absolutely. him. When uh, you got to drop, I mean, Daniel Jones isn't bad, and he's gotten a lot better, I think, under Brian Dable. But Dude, they dropped him back there 42 times. I mean, how many games are you going to win when Daniel Jones is throwing the ball 42 times? You know, it's like, I, I just, I don't trust him to throw that much and win the game for you. 
He only he only had the one pick, but yeah, man. I mean, Giants had far more yards. They had over a hundred yards or close to a hundred yards more than the Vikings Around. did. Um, but they yeah. were horrible. It's in third two down. turnovers, though. Yeah, two turnovers. Yeah, having two turnovers. Seven penalties to Vikings too. And then, uh, which, you know, that might be a little suspect too, but it's holding on every play. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, three three for 11 on third down for the Giants and six for 13 from the Vikings. Like, those are the type of stats that usually win you the game. Um, and the Giants, I mean, it's crazy to think the Giants are in the playoffs even, dude. Like, think about how many of the previous years they were just an absolute dumpster fire, like one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, absolutely. They've overachieved all year, and they have a lot of – a lot of good things going in the next season. I mean, they got to take care of business against the Colts coming up next week, but you know, they, they should be in the playoffs and you know, New York is trending up um, the giants and the jets were now they're back and forth, but you know, <laughs> we'll see how that goes, but just got to give on uh, respect to where it's due. You know, the tight big games for some tight ends this week, TJ Hawkinson, 13 receptions, 109 yards and, and two touchdowns. You know, comes over from Detroit, and he he's been he's been playing some really good football, a good safety blanket for for Kirk Cousins, man. So, gotta look out for the tight ends. You looking out for Jefferson? He's gonna get his yards regardless of of what happens. Um, but it's great for them to have a you know a good safety blanket as well with Hawkinson. Yeah, that was a good good pickup. I mean, Kirk Cousins has has pretty much unlimited options right now. It's like. You kind of forget about Adam Thielen used to be like a number one on that team. It's like it's just yeah they have they're well assembled. It's just can they can they really do do much when it's playoff time? We'll see. Yeah, Boone Jefferson though with another twelve receptions for one hundred thirty three yards. Uh, I you know I mentioned this a couple of podcasts back, and at that point in time, Josh Jacobs would have been my you know dark horse for for MVP. But you know that's that switch to to JJ Justin Jefferson. And, and if he doesn't get it, he should get, you know, offensive player of the year or whatever. They need to have a non-quarterback MVP. But that, that guy, he's just a freak of nature. You know he's going to get the ball. You know, he's up to over 1,700 yards. Um, just ab- absolutely absurd, man. Absolutely absurd. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. Hey, we got the Grinch. <laughs> I don't know, man. Was that was that any good or was that awful? I don't know. I think you should go for the voice, oh, man. man. I, I, podcasting might not be it. I think the voice is where you belong. <laughs> After that. Max, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm not. I'm going. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I could give Jim Carrey a run for his money, but, uh, you know, have a little fun with it. So it is time for the Grinch's pick. The game of the week for me and for well for both of us, the game of the week that a team stole that we thought we're not going to get the victory. I don't know if that makes sense, but a team that should have won that lost, and the team that lost the team that beat them. So just as the Grinch can't figure out his mind, I can't figure <laughs> out how to talk. So <laughs> my Grinch pick is the Panthers beating the Lions. I did not see this. You predicted that it was going to be a close game with the Panthers. Uh, Maybe winning as it could be a trap game. Panthers came alive 37 to 23 from start to finish. They just absolutely obliterated the Lions. I know the Lions defense isn't great, but Sam Darnold led offense 37 points. What? Like, what? It's almost like in, you know, in the Grinch Stole Christmas where you have Max, that little dog, you know, pulling the entire sleigh full of presents. It's like, 
what? Like, this is impossible, but I guess it's happening. Dude, uh, the running game. I mean, look at look at uh, Carolina's running game. Uh, Deontay Foreman had a buck sixty five, and then your your guy Chubba Hubbard had had a buck twenty <laughs> hey. a, a buck twenty five. Man, like both those. I mean, the uh Hubbard averaged ten yards a carry, and uh, Foreman averaged eight yards a carry. Like that's when when you see that type of uh stat line on on a running game, like. Most of the time you're going to win and you're going to put up big numbers like that's hopefully that doesn't bite Detroit uh, in the rear end here as uh, down the stretch. I mean, they got to be able to stop the run. Like if you can't stop the run, you're going to get torched in this league. And, and that's what that's what the Panthers did. I mean, Jared Goff still had a very, very good game uh, by all accounts. But they statistics. Just, good, yeah. Yeah. They they uh they couldn't run the ball. I mean, they didn't really try and run the ball a ton, but they, when they did try and run the ball, they, they couldn't. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, check, this, check this out. The the Panthers put up 570 yards of total offense. That, that right there is mind-blowing. That, that's that's just like, yeah, nope, nope. I mean, Panthers are still alive in the, playoff, in the playoff hunt to win that terrible division. But, I mean – as I saw that stat, my eyes almost popped out of my head. It's like 570 yards. That that's something you rarely ever see in the NFL. And to think that the Panthers did it, but they went in. They went in with a good game plan. Keep the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. You know, they controlled the clock. You know, over 35 minutes of possession, and and just kept rushing, 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 and they got that dub. And and respect to them for doing what they did. But you know, the the Lions lost that game, dropping to seven and eight. Fortunately for them, the Giants, Commanders, and Seahawks all lost. I mean, the Seahawks losing twenty four ten to the to the Chiefs. We're not even going to discuss that game. It's no no point. Chiefs taking care of business, and you know we we already talked about the Giants game, and we'll get into the Commanders game a bit later. So Detroit still has a chance, but definitely a wake up call for their defense and just a blueprint of how to beat the beat the Lions moving forward. It looks <laughs> like you know, yeah. <laughs> run it down their throats and and keep Jared Goff from tossing that that ball around to his talented uh, playmakers. Dude, I think if, I think if Detroit could have stopped the run, I think this would have been a game in which they would have won or, or would have been a lot closer. I mean, Sam Darnold does not scare anybody. The only, only thing that's uh, scary about Sam Darnold is when he's seeing ghosts back there in the, when he drops back to pass, <laughs> uh, I'll never let him live that one down. <laughs> but uh, that poor man will never get past. <laughs> but, uh yeah, man, that that's that's a troubling sign for the Lions. I I told you, like the Lions, as soon as everybody starts backing the Lions, I I go somewhere else because it's just at the end of the day, it is the Lions, um, and they're Detroit's going to Detroit. Yeah, yeah, man, like they're going to have to prove themselves, like next year and the years following. Like they still are the Lions. I know they're they're almost five hundred. They drop drop to under that now, but it, it's that. I hope I hope you're wrong when you say that's a blueprint to beat the Lions because I'm not I'm not rooting against them I just I know their history man like it just doesn't bode well for for them going forward so yeah I mean I still would like to see Detroit make the playoffs but uh, we'll see how they bounce back so another game that pretty much you know just taking care of business Bills over the Bears 35 to 13 with that game the Bears uh, well not the Bears I'm sorry Bills clinched their third straight AFC East title uh, keep moving forward and Josh Allen now has the has the NFL record for the most total touchdowns in the first five seasons, 174 passing Dan Marino, Cam Newton, Pat Mahomes, then Peyton Manning. And you know, two of those guys are in the hall. Cam Newton probably won't make it. 
Uh, that's a story question, maybe a conversation for another day. But you know, Pat Mahomes is headed on his way there. But you know, if if Mahomes hadn't missed the entire season, we know he would be above that. But either way, uh, Allen making some history, and, and the Bills keep rolling. So not really much to talk about there. In my in my opinion, I did expect it, and you you had mentioned it while we were talking, you know, pre-show that it would be a little closer. The Bears have put up a bit more of the fight, but uh, the Bills just doing their thing. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess, I mean, the Bills are more accustomed to playing in the cold than, than the Eagles were, I guess, as far as going up there. And in Soldier Field, it probably wasn't as bad for for them. Um, that That's a really cold place. You know, just being brutally honest, that's a really cold place to play. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, once again, Justin Fields has no time to throw. Uh, he is I, – I, I, I hope he lasts in this league, but, dude, he will not last in this league if – if it just continues the way it is, like I know it's the Bills' defense this week, so it's a it's a bad example. But dude, that guy just has to run for his life week in and week out. I mean, it, it's it's a dysfunctional franchise to say the least. I know they got the new the new GM this this past season, so hopefully he can change things and, and turn things around. But once again, I mean, you look at these teams that lose by a lot. I mean, usually third down, they're they're awful. And and once again, two for twelve for the Bears. I mean, you're not going to win any game going two for 12 on third down. Yeah, poor fields. You got the Eagles last week and they're vaunted pass rush and then the, the uh, Bills this week. So <laughs> if they can survive this season, the draft and free agency, they can get them some help. So, you know, that's good at least uh, for him. But who's your Grinch's pick, man? I mean, do I have to sing the song again um, before I we re- you reveal that? You know? uh, all right, all right. <laughs> so if I can stop laughing here. I'll take number two right here. Here we go for Aaron. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. And that's all I got. Who's your Grinch's pick, Aaron? Who won that shouldn't have won? <laughs> standing, I'll, get, I'll give you a standing ovation if I didn't have this mic on. I'd probably rip it out of the computer if I stood up. But, but uh, <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's got to be, uh, you know, the, the neighborhood guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mr. Rogers, obviously, in the, in the Green Bay Packers. Hey, but... I like that. I they, like that. Uh, okay. Okay. Dude, they clever. come in they come into Miami. I mean, on paper, Miami should annihilate the Packers, in my opinion. I mean, it's just not quarterback position wise, but like look at the receivers on the Packers, look at the receivers on the Dolphins. The, you know, you got Mike Izecki guy looks like he's eight feet tall out there, uh at, at tight end. <laughs> it's just like, dude, the Dolphins are loaded. Like they just Tua played a, a horrible, horrible game. I, once again, I He's it's just a horrible second half, man. Like yeah. he had actually a solid, decent game. His the last three drives all ended in picks. That's what it was. Yeah, Absolutely no, that's a good, that's a good analysis. Too. Yeah, for sure, man. I could, I mean, Packers could not run the ball like at all. Literally, I was watching AJ Dillon like trip over his own feet. Uh, I don't know what he was <laughs> doing out there, but uh, yeah, man. Like Dolphins didn't do much better either. <laughs> no, Dolphins didn't didn't do too much better. They didn't. They kind of abandoned the the running game with Mozart or, or Mozart or uh, what have you there. But it, it's like, yeah, dude, Tua Tua in that second half, he he air two of those picks were right to the Packers. I know our, our it almost our, looked choreographed. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it was bad, dude. Bad. Um, I know our. Our guy Rasul Douglas, like longtime Eagle, uh, he came up with one of those picks. He he's been playing at a high level for quite some time for the Packers, I would say. But um, agreed, yeah. That, that once again, I, I I that's another team I've no zero trust in is Miami Dolphins until they prove me otherwise. I, I I thought this would uh this collapse was coming. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I mean they've they've lost what now 
like three or four, four in a row. Four in a row. Four yeah. in a row. And this was at this was at home too. Right. I mean, going into that fourth quarter, going in that fourth quarter was tied twenty to twenty, and and all of a sudden there were there were three interceptions like back to back to back almost, and it's just like, wait, what is this a turnover fest now? And it, it's just three three quarters of clean, you know, clean solid football between the two teams just just ended with just Tua completely imploding, and the Dolphins got to be kicking themselves for this one, one hundred percent. Right. Yeah, no, they they didn't seize the opportunity. Um it was right there for him and and obviously I mean it's a, it's a first year coach. It's first year coach with a a young quarterback, but dude, I I'm sorry. I I don't think like Tua the only way Tua is going to and they were talking about this on the on the Fox broadcast like they have like a timing based offense where it's like once a guy yeah. gets out of a break, he throws like Tua just ch- throws the ball. Like I just don't see that that working long term i mean teams will catch on to that and I, as they already have you know they were lightning and right. the, they were lightning and, and then thunder in the first half with first you know beginning of the season and waddle still had an incredible game you know five catches 143 yards and a touchdown but they definitely need to get their timing down too and needs to be able to go through his reads and um yeah because i mean for two of those plays it was i can't say choreographed as in like um you know oh they're cheating but it's like the the players and the Dolphins just didn't make, you know, the right read per se, or two, it didn't make the right read. So it was like, we choreographed for you to be here. You weren't there. I threw it anyway. And it was God awful. Yeah. You, like, know, you can't play just... like that, man. Like it's not backyard. Like they're playing backyard football at that point. Like you're just chucking it down <laughs> there, like expecting something good to happen. Like, I don't know, man. It, it, it's, they, they, they're faltering at the wrong Packers, time. Uh, yeah, and the Packers went two for fourteen on third down. I mean, <laughs> you, you've you know yelled at the Bears for going two for twelve. The Packers were worse. You know, worse. the Dolphins' defense has to be pissed. Yeah, but they gotta be pissed. Check check them out, man. When when the when everything was when all the chips were in the middle of the table on on fourth down, they went three for five. Like that's what saved them. Going for those fourth down conversions and and actually getting them. I mean, that's hard to do. True. Um, uh, but no, great point, dude. Two for two for fourteen. Um, and really, I mean, still they, win. <laughs> they still win. It's it's. I mean, there's four four to one on the turnover ratio for the uh for the Dolphins. There, just it's not a good game. And and dude, I, I'll I'll raise you a question that I hope doesn't uh actually even come to fruition. But like, what if Tom Brady went to the Dolphins, dude? I, I this would be <laughs> this would be terrifying. Like that offense that they have. <laughs> We've been talking about Tom Brady going to <laughs> almost anywhere. As soon as a quarterback has an awful game, you know, oh, is he going to the Jets because Zach Wilson's trash? Or is he going to San Fran because we don't know if Brock, you know, who Brock Brady is and, right. and all that? I mean, uh, I'll say the same thing. As far as timing goes, if they want to run that offense, Tom Brady's one of the best at him, you know, even at, even at his age. So it could happen. I doubt it will. Um, I think if, honestly, like I've been hearing more and more rumors and they've been floating around for a long time. I think if, if anything, Brady goes back, you know, tries one more hoorah with Belichick up in new England. If I'm being completely honest, oh. I think Gronk will come out of retirement to do that. Cause there's rumors that, that have been going around that he's looking to play in 2023. So that's my opinion. Honestly, I'm, I'm sick of beating a dead horse of uh, where Brady's <laughs> going to go, but it, it is a valid question, you know, but uh, with their young quarterback with Tua, I think, you know, he could be developed better. Like you said, you know, the head coach learning things, learning how to work better together. It's, you know, to his first year with Tyreek Hill. And I, I think they'll, they, they'll get it together a little bit more. I hope so, man. Cause I, I don't dislike Tua. Um, 
I'm glad now that he didn't make the Pro Bowl based on the way he's been playing. It shows <laughs> that he didn't deserve it. But uh, I hope he gets it together down there that, in Miami for sure. That's great. I don't like I don't uh, dislike Tua, but then he just absolutely bodies him into the ground on that on that take. But <laughs> no, I'm body <laughs> I'm bodying his play his play bro. No. <laughs> No, you have a legit reason, dude. I've I've been out on Tua since, like, I I don't think he's that good, but uh, he he made it work like this season up until obviously the the last four weeks. Uh, but they have been awful, man. I mean, just yeah. Aside aside from that game in Buffalo, which Josh Allen did, Josh Allen he he's right. been bad. Right, I'll give you that. Yeah, shocker to of all the games he he comes he comes out and balls against them, but. Dude, it's, 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 it's the best team. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Right. Like I, for the Packers, they really didn't play that good either. In my opinion, they just did. They made the plays when they had to make the plays and, and Rogers right. definitely missed some throws, whether it's miscommunication. I saw, I mean, Rogers is pretty animated when things don't go right. He's another, uh, a, a diva like that. So. He's that guy. Yeah. He's that guy. <laughs> uh, and he was doing that quite a bit, but I mean, dude, the Packers are right. Like just when you thought they were dead in the water, they are they're coming back to to right where yeah. they need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Three straight wins, seven and eight record. They're alive in the playoffs, bro. I'm more afraid of Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs than I am of Tom Brady in the playoffs at this point. Because you look, I know Brady has the. Take. I know Brady has. Hey, listen, listen to this hot take. All right, <laughs> so I know Brady has the ped- pedigree, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, has has you know, uh, completely flopped these last couple of years. But think of this. He's been saying all season they're going to bring it back. He's been pissed. If they roll into a playoffs on a hot streak, who's to say he doesn't go off the way that he did when they won their Super Bowl? That's just the way I'm seeing it. I'm more afraid of this Packers team than I was of the last couple of years because they were expected to do well and they flopped. This team, they're, they're underdogs. We look at the Giants who beat the, the undefeated Patriots underdogs we look at the eagles going in with their second string quarterback you know every single game underdogs so you know i don't think the packers are going to go all the way obviously but if they get in the playoffs man uh, you know it still is aaron Rodgers, and Dude, that's a scary thought I, I like that take i i would love to see somehow the packers go up against the bucks and just beat the brakes off of them um <laughs> that would be like the best case scenario but Dude, I I just look at this re- this receiving core is is awful. Like other than Christian Watson, like Alan Lazard is okay at best in my opinion. Uh, after that, dude, there is like I mean I don't even know who's throwing to. It's like Mercedes Lewis has got to be <laughs> he's got to be pushing fifty years old at this point. Uh, it's just, <laughs> he's been around, yeah. <laughs> like That's Randall, funny. you have Randall Cobb, who's like I didn't even know he played football anymore. To be honest with you, like he's yeah, they brought runner- they brought him back. It's they brought him back like, at the beginning of the season. It was like, oh, sorry, we didn't get Devontae. Hey, we'll bring back Randall Cobb. You know, because he was Roger. Rogers yeah. was no. Rogers was pissed that they cut him. Um, no, they I were know. Good friends, so they brought him back. So, I know. Yeah, dude, no. Rog, it, uh, Randall Cobb got to be fifty as well. <laughs> dude, he has he has three hundred eighty yards on the season. Like, I mean, this this receiving. They, see, if the Packers had like one or two like good receivers on top of what uh, Christian Watson can do for you, I would. I would definitely say, like, okay, they have a decent shot once they get in. But, dude, I, I just think come playoff time, they're whoever runs or lines up against them will be able to stop the run well enough that they have to get in the passing situation. And then it's just – it's I don't know, man. It, it, I look at it like the Packers organization should have been better with this. Like, they should have – Oh, yeah, for sure. They don't, they don't surround – like, yeah, they had Devontae Adams. But, dude, other than that, like, they, they – I mean, what Jordan Nel- Jordy Nelson back in the day, and like who else have they really had? 
Randall Cobb like five years ago. Um, four or five. Yeah, years I mean ago. Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings. Um, Greg Jennings. You yeah, know who uh, obviously is very biased <laughs> after he left. You know, left the uh, left the Packers as an analyst. He hates Rodgers, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I did man. not know that. Well, with the Dolphins, with the Dolphins losing, uh, the Jets have. They're, you know, they're alive in the playoff race still. And Mike White coming back. Uh, do they string together a few dubs? Do we see the Jets in the playoffs? Just real quick. I know we're, we're running out of time here. We still got to talk about the Eagles and the 49ers. Um, but do they string them together? Do you see that happening? Or, or are we looking at next year going the Jets maybe then? Oh, man, it's tough. Like, I, that's another team I was out on. Like, just like the Dolphins, I knew that I, I just had that. Like, I, I didn't I didn't have any trust in, in the Jets down the stretch. And, and they've kind of faltered pretty bad. Um, I mean, they go up yeah, to Seattle. You're right. <laughs> they, they go up to Seattle on on first day of of 2023. They're against, uh, and you know, they got the 12th man and whatever that's good for and everything else. But, uh, dude, that's gonna be a hard game to win. I I, I don't think the Seahawks are outstanding, but playing up there this time of year with playoff implications for the Seahawks, like. I don't see him coming yeah. out of that with a win. I think that's going to be a very close game if I were to, to put a, a pulse on it. But I, I just think the Jets find a way to to not get into the playoffs. I'll put it that <laughs> way. It, it's a shame. Um, they're getting there, and that defense is – dude, that defense is, is there. Uh, it's just right. quarterback position's inconsistent. I, I like Mike White, but he gets banged up and, and you know, no fault of his own. But, like, it's just – it's a rotating. It, you got Zach Wilson in there some of the time. You've we've seen Flacco, like it, it's like yeah, it's okay. a carousel. Yeah, uh, they're they're once again here we are. You know, years later, dude, they're they're a quarterback away. It seems like, um, and like, will they figure it out in the next couple of years? That's that's the real what if you know, or will they? Question. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, real quick, Ravens Falcons. I don't even remember. Seventeen to nine for for the Ravens. Boring game, but the Ravens clinched a playoff berth. Saints over the Browns, seventeen to ten. Somehow the Saints are still in the playoff race for the division, but <laughs> who cares? Um, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson laid an egg. He played like crap. You know, you had said you thought he was going to play well, um, yeah. but, but he didn't. So you know, it is what it is. Um, Bad take, man. So let's Bad move on here. On we got. Part. <laughs> all good let's move on to this Eagles Cowboys game um so first of all I just want to start off by saying if the Eagles win the division this year which pretty good chance they will this will be the 18th season in a row that the NFC East has not had a repeat winner which it's a record at 17 so that's absolutely absurd you know all four <laughs> NFC East teams uh could very well make the playoffs I'm, I'm pretty sure three of them will um Eagles Cowboys already in and I think the Giants will, will probably squeeze their way in too but the Eagles going into Dallas you know banged up um with the quarterback position Jalen Hurts not playing uh, Minshew Media comes to town the Eagles are 7-0 and in the road coming in, into that game you know you had the narrative of the Eagles beat the Cowboys with Cooper Rush doesn't count now you got oh the Cowboys are playing the Eagles with Minshew Mania doesn't you know doesn't really count we haven't had that that full blown, you know, our best versus your best. But, you know, as, as frustrated as I was at that game with the Eagles losing, you know, shout out to the Cowboys that they did what they did. Um, can't believe I just said that shout out to the Cowboys, but they did win. We'll give them that credit. You know, Dak did bounce back, um, you know, from that atrocious pick six he threw. I mean, what I'm most pissed about, dude, is this is essentially a meaningless game and we lose a Vontae Maddox 
indefinitely to a toe injury. And then Lane Johnson, at least till the end of the season, you know, our, our stud right tackle. I was worried about that going in, and that's my biggest frustration. Uh, that and Quez Watkins. We had four turnovers, two of them where Minshew gave a good pass to Quez, and the ball just got ripped away from him. What's your take on Quez? You don't want to keep He sighs. He sighs before he starts. Boy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for it. Let's get I ready really, for it. Grab your popcorn. <laughs> I really want to keep this show as PG as I can. Um, PG-13, brother. PG-13. Go for he it. He sucks ass. He, he, I'll put it that way. He's, <laughs> that guy sucks ass, dude. He, he's Jalen Rager almost bad. He, he's almost there for me. I mean, he... He's a slot receiver, man. He's a so at at most he's catching. You know, you got Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. He's he's the third option, if not lower than that. You know, so he's getting no attention out there, and really all he's good for is deep bombs down the field. And and what was it? Just a couple of weeks ago, he drops that that wide open shot down the field from yeah. from Jalen Hurts. It's like, dude, like I'm sorry, but what? It's getting to the point is what is he good for? It's like he's he can't catch the ball. He can't hang on to the ball. He, he's he can't block he weighs like 20 pounds i mean it's like <laughs> I, I i'm really really getting tired of this guy fast um i hate to say it like i don't want to bash one of my own players like i try and stay even kill i try i uh, keep no nah, keep it brutally keep it brutally <laughs> honest man no i, I mean aaron and i were, were messaging back and forth between this game and uh you know there were there were a lot of words that were not PG thirteen flying out of uh, both of our mouths. <laughs> if I'm being honest, we're talking about Quez, um, uh, so I'm, you know we're we're keeping it keeping it cleaner here. But yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Um, where's Zach Pascal at? Like, right. you know, he came yeah, over and, and people expected him to be used. You know, he's got he got some decent hands. You know, Quez, I mean, Quez got to be demoted at least. You know, and maybe he'll come back. I'd love to see him come back and just absolutely obliterate. Maybe he's saving it for the playoffs. Maybe this will be a jump start. You know, I just hope this isn't another Nelson Aguilar situation where he just gets so down on himself and then, you know, sucks worse and worse and worse, you know. So, Dude, yeah, he, he just, uh, at this yeah. Uh, it's just like, I know he went to, um, I'm sorry, he went to Southern Miss, which isn't a big school there and, and that type of thing. And, um it's just like, and he's a six round draft pick and he's out there. Like, you know, a lot of guys don't make it that far being drafted that low, but dude, if you're going to be out there, at least don't cost your team. Like if you're going to, and if you're going to drop the ball, that's better than like literally you gave it. He he's overmatched out there, man. He's not strong enough to be like against these. uh, I mean, Dallas, give them credit too. Like they have very physical, that's a a physical defense, dude. That's a defense that will, beat the crap out of you and you'll know it. You know what I mean? Like they don't mess around when they, when they hit you, they, they put you to the turf, but dude, it, it it's like a, a couple times. AJ Brown was like, it, it seemed like he was getting up kind of slow. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting yeah, there like yeah, terrified. Ankle. Dude, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, if this look- guy goes down, I know we have Devante and, and, uh, and Dallas Goddard and, and Miles Sanders out of the backfield. But, like, who else? Like like you said, dude, Zach Pascal's done next to nothing. I don't know if they just need to change the game plan because I think he can make plays. I've seen him make plays on, on the Colts. But, dude, it, yeah. it's it's a good receiving core, but you can never have too many options. And and there's been so many times I see A.J. Brown get up slow. And, and obviously the torn ACL is a, is a concern. Like, he cannot get hurt 
for this team to have success. Like he is the bread and butter of this offense as far as the passing game. Um, but dude, I, I'm going to also like, you know, I'll give it, I'll give it back to you after this, but Darius Slay needs to, needs, uh, this is where I'm going to put it. <laughs> that guy needs to just shut up and play at this point. Cause I'm so tired of hearing him say I'm big play Slay. I'm big play Slay. Every time it's like, it's a big game. He gives up a big play. So I, I'm going to start calling him big play, give up Slay. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> I, and then he goes on Twitter and he's like ripping people, ripping fans apart saying no one knows the game. Uh, you know, if you know, if you don't know, he the gave NFL. up that third and 30, a third and 30, which was the turning point of that game. And to T.Y. Hilton, who's like 35 himself, I mean, give Dak credit for being able to, you know, keep the ball as far as he did. Yeah. As far as he did, you give him credit, but that, that should never have happened. And the funny thing is, is when we got those, that sack on first and second down, I thought to myself, they're going to get this. The Eagles are going to find a way to, to let them get this because they're going to think that they can't give it up. And it'll never happen. And somehow, and sure enough, as soon as the ball was released, I was like, "Here it goes." I didn't even see the. Re- <laughs> I didn't even see the receiver. I d- I just had that feeling as soon as it was released. It was just one of those type games. But yeah, I'm a little tired, of, a little frustrated with Slay as well. I know a lot of fans are. So hopefully, he comes back and uses that anger to to do you know to do some incredible things. But I mean, you look at the stats; they're almost mirrored um between the Eagles and Cowboys, except for those four turnovers for the Birds and one for the Cowboys. You know. They each had 25 first downs, eight for 14 on third down for the birds, eight for 15 for the Cowboys, fourth down, you know, yards. Like they just almost, you know, right down the middle, you know, things were close. But when we, when we lost Devontae Maddox, that was huge. Yeah, like CD Lamb, CD Lamb, and that he's, he's legit. He's a stud, you know, number one wide receiver. Absolutely. He can go up against, you know, the best corners in the league and still have some success. He's not Justin Jefferson good, but nobody is. But I mean, he's a top five receiver, and I gotta, I gotta say it. Like I was getting so frustrated watching him go off, but you know, he does what he does, and and you know, props to him for coming in and, and making himself a true number one receiver. And you know, Devontae balled out. You know, every time that man has stick him for hands. You know, he's not the tallest guy, but the way he goes up, not afraid to to lay himself out. You know, for to go up and you know risk getting hit to to catch that ball. You know, he balled out so. I am very much looking forward to meeting the Cowboys in the playoffs. Fully healthy. <laughs> Dude, um, uh, you know, J- Jalen's more likely to come back next week uh, since we need that. Uh, but hopefully, you know, the first half we can just get up big and then he can sit out, you know, and, and rehab and rest. But what were you going to say there, man? I'm going uh, on and on about no, it. No, no, no worries. There's so there's so many different directions you can take. I mean, like you said to to start it out, like we're we were playing with our backup and the fact we we were in it to the very end. You gotta like there's definitely some positives to take from this. I'm not trying to say this was it's not like the Cowboys won forty to, to fourteen or something. You know, like we, we like, like I, last year when Minshew played, they I think to drop right. fifty on us. So yeah, yeah, that was an that was just a horrible like we had people in there that I've never even heard of before. But that <laughs> anyways, uh but yeah, man, I, I'm I, I don't know. I, I think I'm more disappointed in the defense, to be honest. Like, yeah, the turnovers are killer, 100%. I can't, I can't argue that. And Miles Sanders, of all times, you start fumbling the ball. It's, it's, it's in crucial Last moments. week and this week. Yep. He, he's yep. got to correct that, man. I like that kid a lot, and I think he, he definitely has a good head on his shoulders. And, and, but, dude, running backs, I'll say this. I'll say this. Like, running backs are replaceable in this league. Like, and especially the way they get banged up. Like, if, if that's going to be something they're going to, 
talk about when they go to the uh, the contract negotiations. Like he's he's had fumbling problems in the past. I know he hasn't done that this year, but all of a sudden he's doing it again, and it, it's just you can't do that in crucial moments. And he knows that he he had his head down on the sideline looking looking like he just wanted to to escape that that game at at one point. But uh, dude, it, it, it's 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 mind blowing to me that this defense sometimes just gives it up. Like I, I, I know they're a great defense and, and I know losing uh, Maddox was huge, but like, dude, sometimes you got to make a play when, when a play has got to get made. And it, that, that I want to see that change come playoff time. Like I want to see the def- in a key moment, this defense is going to have to make a play. Like where we can't be putting and they're throwing 30, the ball. Yeah. Yeah. In the past defense. And, and I'll put that on Gannon too. Like, I think, on that play on that third and 30 Josiah Scott was like over the top on that. And he just flat out, like, I don't know if he wasn't in position quick enough or what, but it just looked like a miscommunication. Obviously Slay's trying to catch up there, but he got beat off the line. Like he, he does get beat off the line a good bit like that. And it's, they got it. They're not going to beat an elite team playing like this. We, we touched on this, like off the air, you know, JD and I, it's, you gotta, you gotta play better than this. Giving up 40 points is, is not, not good under any circumstance yeah and i you know i want to give credit to the cowboys um where you know where it's due they put up 40 points and you know a lot of people would argue the cowboys are an elite team um a lot of cowboys fans though wouldn't even say that um but yeah it's gonna be tough i mean i think the cowboys are one of the top teams in the league but and again, I feel pretty good, you know, only losing by six, you know, in, in Dallas when we know that one more win gives us a game in Philly. Dallas has to come to Philly, big advantage. But I'm looking forward to this matchup again. I, as long as Lane Johnson can come back and it just sucks because Maddox and Johnson, you know, obviously you can't just, you know, play your second stringers the entire game. But I was I was literally screaming. I'm like, just play all our second stringers like A.J. Brown rolls his ankle like. Get all the second stringers in there. Give give our guys a week off. It doesn't matter. But um, 100%. yeah, you know it is what it is. They, they definitely the teams definitely gave the fans you know one heck of a game. It was you know Fox's NFL uh, game of the week, and and both teams you know balled out and, and made it worth worth the time to, to watch. So no matter how frustrating it was as an Eagles fan, you know a lot a lot of good things that can be taken out. Obviously, as a Dallas fan, you guys got the dub. So respect for you, respect for you in that. So. Moving forward for the Eagles, we've been so healthy all year. Can we just keep it healthy for another another two weeks? And <laughs> we got on, and we man. got a little bit of rest. Got a little bit of rest. So hopefully we win next week against the Saints. And we and uh, the starters can take off. You know the the last game of the year against the Giants. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So definitely going to be exciting playoff um, run. I don't I don't see the Eagles losing losing out here and, and losing out on the number one seed. Uh, at all but there's always that you know possibility but i think they're going to come out and absolutely obliterate the saints to be to be honest i think they're going to go all systems go and the saints are going to have no shot so that's my take for next week we'll talk a little bit more about that game on friday's show um we're getting long-winded here so let's wrap this up uh one more quick stat uh with uh Minshew's one yard touchdown plunge the, the that set a eagles franchise record for team touchdowns in a season so Obviously, they added more after that, and we got two more games. The highest, so this is the highest scoring Eagles offense of all time. So that's what's up. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, just talked about the Eagles, our old friend Carson Wentz, 49ers commanders. Man, the 49ers, in my mind, are still the scariest team uh, 
in the league. I I don't know if I'd put them above the healthy Eagles, but they're they're pretty darn close. Taking care of business, thirty-seven to twenty. Their defense just absolutely shredding everybody. Um, Proc Purdy running that that Mike Shanahan. Uh, or was it Mike or Kyle? Kyle who's, uh, who's Kyle. the kid? Kyle's Kyle, right? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan yeah. offense. Uh, to a point where you know Heineke gets replaced by Carson Wentz. The 49ers rolling eight straight wins, but Carson Wentz comes in. Do we got a a um, a QB controversy in Washington because they're obviously not out of the playoffs, but you know Wentz versus Heineke. I mean, Wentz's ceiling is a lot higher, but his his floor is also a lot lower. So, Dude, <laughs> any I, chance we see Wentz more this season? I, I don't quite get what Ron Rivera does sometimes, man. It's like <laughs> we we started the year with Wentz. He didn't even he hasn't even played that bad. Like, I, and then he gets benched. Okay, if you're gonna bench him, that now he got it's hurt. Like, he got hurt. That's yeah. right. That's right. But then, then he got benched on top of it, right? He came back, and then yeah, uh, like they gave Heineke the the, the keys, and the, he, uh, I mean, he, he hasn't played bad, but he hasn't done enough. And I, I don't know, man. It's like that's what I say. I don't know what Ron Rivera is thinking. Like, what you know, early in the season, Ron Rivera is like they ask him, "What's the reason you guys aren't you know up there in the division?" And he says, "Quarterback." That literally, that's the only thing he said. Uh, direct shot at Carson Wentz, like. Couldn't couldn't have taken a, a right. bigger shot at at one guy throwing one guy under the under the bus and I I don't get it man like if you're gonna stick with one guy like Heineke if you're gonna bench Wentz and then go with Heineke I think you ride it out and like did Heineke play great yesterday no but it's the 49ers defense uh Wentz you right. know right. very similar stats I mean Wentz didn't throw an interception but I just don't think they have it quite figured out and you know even if they slide in the playoffs which they obviously can. Um, I don't think they do much. Uh, they were, you know, a couple of years back, man, they almost knocked the bucks out of the playoffs, which I would have loved to have seen that. But, um, they are a team that's like sneaky, like, like sneaky good in, in some areas. Like that defensive line is elite. Um, that defense in general is pretty good, but do I trust them to beat like, you know, Philly, uh, San Fran, those type of teams? No. Could they beat like the Packers? I think they, they've a shot. Um, but yeah, or the or the Bucks, no doubt. So, oh uh, yeah, the Bucks. That would be all right, awesome. man. All right, man. Yeah, we we touched on a lot here. Long show. Appreciate everyone who who stayed with us. So, I'm gonna wrap this up. Follow us on Twitter at brutally honest, but without the T. Brutally honest. Aaron, you want to shout out the uh, the other guys? Yes, sir. It's uh listen to level of the playing field. Listen to uh fourteen twenty sports podcast as well as uh level. Uh, I'm sorry, fan in the van. Those three three <laughs> shows are are uh, spectacular and and definitely go show support their way as as they show us support our way. Yeah, man. Uh, so we appreciate all you guys uh, share this content if you don't mind. Give us our feedback. We want brutally honest feedback. So, you know, drop a comment on Twitter or an angry DM or you know text text me if you're one of my buddies or, or anything. We'd like your feedback. So, uh, hopefully, everyone had a Merry Christmas. We'll catch you guys this Friday. And we are out until another brutally honest analysis.